This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The RCMP uh, say racist signs that were reportedly advertising a whites-only moms and tots group is now under investigation. Uh, the city of Coquitlam says it's aware uh, of these signs, and of course uh, the uh, signs themselves are contrary to community values. Uh, Port Coquitlam's mayor has also, also spoke out about the issue as well. Uh, according to um, a social media post by a group calling itself Black Vancouver, on Sunday, September 24th, uh, they um, uh, highlighted the fact there was a sign advertising a whites-only playgroup, and that sign was spotted in the 2600 block of Shaughnessy Street uh, at a bus stop. The post on, on Instagram generated many comments, of course, and the sign also asked people to, that were interested in the group to contact, contact them via email and a Telegram account. Now, Telegram is an app that uh, protects your identity. Joining me now to talk a little bit about um, this, uh, these signs that were up in the Port Coquitlam and Coquitlam area is Angela Marie McDougall. She's an activist and co-writer of the report, The Colors of Violence, Gender, Race, and Anti-Violence Services. Angela, thank you for joining us today. Hi, hey, Jeff. Hi. You know, I saw the um, these uh, the signs yesterday. A friend of mine mm-hmm. sent them to me, and I ended up reposting them. I got the pictures, and I posted them up on Twitter. And I was mm-hmm. hesitant in a bit, and I said, don't give this stuff attention at the same time. Mm-hmm. Part of me was thinking, look, if you don't talk about it, if you're not addressing this, what's the point? Right. Uh, perhaps I was wrong. Perhaps I was right. I don't know. Uh, but I wanted to talk to you about it, uh, most importantly. Your thoughts on on, on all of this uh, that's transpired over the last 24 hours? Well, it's been a it's been a, uh, a heck of a week, I think, with Nazis in the House of Commons and, <laughs> and whites-only uh, mom and kids groups. Uh, this is a really important time for us to take a moment and to reflect on what's, what's happening within the culture. And we're in this uh, uh, big transition as, um, you know, as a community here in Canada, as we are reckoning with the historical uh, underpinnings of the making of Canada and those, uh, ki- those dynamics that uh, privilege some over others in the making of the nation and what that means in a, cont- in a com- contemporary moment as we are uh, uh, really starting to reckon with racism mm-hmm. and uh, history, the roots. Uh, both in legal traditions, but also within the communities and socially. Yeah. How much time should we give something like this? I mean, we, we did talk about it today, even on this show. I said, we cover it. Right. Uh, I said, look, I pushed it. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of interest when I pushed it out on my own yeah. Twitter account and uh, the others, that other folks that have done. Um, it, it, so in, based on your comments, is, yeah. is this really about Vancouver's demographics changing in a significant way. We always talk about multi-ethnic Vancouver, the changing face mm-hmm. of Vancouver. Let's face it, it's changed where 52% of us are now people of colour. Yeah. It's multi-ethnic. Is that at its core the underpinning in your mind that is uh, scaring people? That's it. I mean, I think we're having a shift in, in what has been historic power dynamics, uh, at least in, in terms of representation. And, you know, I think that this is uh, an opportunity for the Tri-Cities uh, as one community to reckon with uh, what's happened here and to engage the people. I know that the RCMP have been deployed 
I don't know that the police is the way to go. I think that city staff could be the way to go. And especially because we see that the Tri-Cities, you know, have taken efforts to build in an anti-racism framework within their municipal uh, kind of apparatus. I think that this would be a time to engage those folks and and, that, and to talk with them and to what we don't want. And this is partly why this moment is uh, we should be paying attention to is, you know, is to allow uh, whatever is, uh, you know, kind of seizing there for that group uh, to um, fester mm-hmm. and that it needs to be aired. But more than social media, the people should be engaged and they should have a conversation and, and to find out, like, what, you know, what is what is it that they think that they're losing uh, right now with the addition of children and families of color in their communities, mm-hmm. uh, knowing, of course, that Canada, you know, is a country that was based on colonization where, you know, we're all, unless we are Indigenous people, we're all immigrants and descendants of immigrants. So uh, in, the, in the very making of the country. So, you know, this, uh, this you know, is a long historical uh, piece and this power shift is what's in, in play here. And people are nervous about what it means to, um, what it means to not have, uh, let's say, a white only white uh, majority within a community. What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, even if you look at the broader debate of immigration, which I think that's a real good debate, and we used to debate whether or not 225,000 people coming to this country was appropriate. Now we're almost at half half a million by 2025, and then you added PR. That's over a million. You talk about international students. And, you know, when you look at the debate, my worry has always been, don't take some of the legislation that government's brought in. Yes, there has been challenges. There have been challenges in regards to letting so many international students in. Uh, but don't let give people the opportunity to use that uh, to be anti-immigrant because we are a country of immigrants. You just have to be smarter yeah. about that, number one. But how much of this that you think is just being driven by the broader political climate? You know, obviously, politics you know, works and lives downstream from culture, whether it's here in Canada or the wacky politics of America over the last few years. How much mm-hmm. of that just do you think has just opened all of this up and said, you know, it's okay to put stuff like this up? It's okay to talk like this? I mean, to mm-hmm. me, it seems like polarization and polarized politics has also said, you know what, it's okay to, to talk about all this stuff, and it's, it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, you know, but I think we have to go back just to get to where we are now. We have to go back and recognize that anti-immigrant sentiment didn't start with people of color coming to Canada. It started even with Eastern Europeans. It started with, you know, if your name wasn't from English or or French, you know, you would have a hard time getting a job in Canada, you know, leading up to where we are today. Anti-immigrant sentiment has been, you know, there for some time. Now it has, you know, race, race. And, and, and racialization becomes a part of that anti-immigrant sentiment, for sure. And, and we really have to look at what we've gone through over the last three years, or four years, where we had a, you know, a global reckoning uh, through the killing of George Floyd, and you know, where communities all around the world were, were pointing out you know, colonization and enslavement of Africans, and, you know, and, and, and colonization all around the world, uh, and, and, you know, and the impact that it had on communities and, and what it did in terms of genocide uh, and then what that's meant for successive people and, mm-hmm. and what that means even in terms of migration. So, <laughs> you know, I think that there is uh, a backlash to this reckoning, certainly, and that's what the Mom and Top Club is, uh, you know, is, represents. Uh, but this really is an opportunity, and I would hate for us to just be focusing on what the RCMP can do here, and I really hope that, this, that the you know the Tri Cities community leaders will actually uh, seek to engage 
these folks and to be able to speak with them you, and to uh, understand what's, what's going on for them and to help them, uh, you know, actually integrate into what is emerging as a, you know, as a more, you know, racially expansive space here in British Columbia and Canada. Mm-hmm. Angela, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. All right. That is Angela Marie McDougall. She's an activist and co-writer of the report, The Colors of Violence, Gender, Race and Anti-Violence uh, Services.